When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back into it at Tower 2 at Tale Varsity Radio. We're at Reno's East as uh, Nebraska-Michigan State. We've arrived in East Lansing. We welcome in longtime Big Ten Coach of the Year and also voice of Colorado football, Gary Barnett, Hall of Famer with both schools. Coach, how we doing? Going to be a great weekend of ball. I do have to ask, how's your, your level of bling doing? The rough weekend in, in L.A. for Colorado. You know, uh, my level of bling is the same all the time. I wear a $125 Garmin golf watch, and uh, that's the extent of it. So, uh, I, I, you know, I, I'm not a bling guy, but I certainly understand and appreciate guys that are, so or people that are. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty simple when it comes to that kind of stuff. Uh, the reference being the heist that took place in the Buff locker room. Uh, while they were playing ball against UCLA. Man, that was kind yeah, of and, disturbing. And I was there around the locker room afterwards doing, doing a show, and, uh, you know, I, I saw a little bit of commotion, but I didn't, I didn't because I didn't ride on the team plane or bus, I didn't have any idea what everybody was a little upset about. And, and now I read about it, so... Uh, we'll see how it goes. It happens every once in a while. It, I mean, it doesn't have to be the Rose Bowl. It could be just about anywhere. But, um, you know, you, you take that risk. If, it's, uh, if you're going to wear that stuff, then somebody's going to want it other than you. Gary Barnett with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Coach, saw a story this week from uh, The Athletic. Really enjoy that publication. Bruce Feldman, Max Olson, two of the best. And they did a, uh, a poll on just, you know, what – what coaches around the country think of Harbaugh and their uh, their poll results say about 94% say that there should be some sort of punishment with Michigan and that, that Michigan's crossed the line. I'm not asking you to, to dive into the head of coaches, but just I, I'd love your take on what is an opinion with folks you hold in high regard of Harbaugh. Is he respected? Is he less respected? Is he just kind of quirky? What's what's he all about? And I've bumped into him a couple of times at media days, but that's it. So I don't know the guy, but I know he's one about everywhere he's been. Yeah, and you know, it's it's that's an interesting question, Chris. And uh, I have uh, enjoyed watching Harbaugh, and I have in some ways appreciated his sort of candor and the way he handles some things because he he says things that all of us sort of wish we could have said <laughs> and uh you know i was listening to the college uh serious radio college football station and i forgot who it was uh one of the guys said you know Jim Harbaugh just raises a middle finger to karma all day long. <laughs> and uh, I thought that was a pretty good description of, G- of Jim. Uh, he's very unique. He never changes. He's always unique. Um, I, I don't talk to too many people about 
about the Michigan thing because personally, uh, the the one rule that's broken is that you cannot send someone out to do advanced scouting. Mm-hmm. And that rule was put in place in the 90s when we were all in a college football, college athletics budget crunch. Mm-hmm. And it was deemed that uh, the forward advanced scouting not everybody could afford to do that because we weren't getting tapes or videos uh, from every team. We didn't have as much TV copies of things that we have now. And so in order to get things like snap counts, um, you know, so your, your scout team can practice with the snap count that uh, they're going to hear on Saturday, you'd send an advanced scout out. Well, the NCAA said not everybody can afford to do it, so we're going to make a rule. Same time they made a rule in the Big Ten that we had to take a bus within 200 miles of any game. If it was between 200 and 250, we could bus one way and fly the other way, fly back. So we had all these rules that came about because of financial issues. Mm -hmm. Those don't exist anymore. It's an ancient rule that, that is ridiculous. The other thing is fans don't really realize that when you watch a a pro football game and you see the quarterback come over or anybody come over and pick up his tablet and watch, uh, you know, the previous series, you can't do that in college football. You cannot even send a fax from the press box down to the sideline to show your offensive line coach what, what uh, they're seeing up on top. You can't use any audio visual assistance. We don't have helmet uh, speakers so that you don't have to send signals in. When we go into the locker room, at halftime, there's no uh, TV showing all the, the breakdown or uh, how the series went in the first quarter or the second quarter. That other that the NFL can do, even high school can do the tablets on the sideline. Even high school can do uh, AV in the in the locker room. So we're we're working under a bunch of ancient, ridiculous rules that that don't mean anything anymore because the reasons they were put in was because of a money crunch. Mm-hmm. Those don't exist. So. That, that's sort of the way I think of it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Jim Harbaugh, you owe it to your players to gather information as much as you can so you can give them the best chance to win. And to me, that's all you're doing. You're gathering information. It's just like a linebacker on the field. Quarterback calls an audible. He, he notices that this is this particular play happened when he said the word Omaha, for example. So the next time he says Omaha, the linebacker goes, you know, I think I might know what this is. Is that sign stealing? When a quarterback uses a snap count to draw the defensive lineman off and he jumps into the gap he's supposed to take and jumps back, is that sign stealing? He's just told the guard where this guy's going to go. So to me, you know, there's so many things that happen in college football um, that, that – most people don't have any idea about, but it's mm-hmm. all about gathering all the information you can to give to your coaches and to give to your players. And then how much of that you internalize and can game plan with, you know, comes down to whether you win or lose. So I'll give you an example. Uh, people have no idea, but guys in the press box are using binoculars to look down on the opposing team as the coaches draw on the whiteboards. Okay. I've, I've been in a game where an opposing coach was drawn on the whiteboard how he was going to support the option. And my my coach calls me and says, tells me from the headset, he says, they're going to send a safety in the alley. 
great. I'm going to call a post route and, uh, you know, I'm going to get them. And we got them. So am I stealing signs? <laughs> so uh, I'm just saying that there is – the whole game is about that. Mm-hmm. The whole game is. And so this is, to me, uh, an ancient rule that's being broken. They, they broke the rule. They need to be punished appropriately according to the and you know the crime what is that i don't know I, I that's up for somebody else but i'm just telling you there's so much of that goes on that nobody has any clue and it's all about gathering information to give your team the best chance to make sure you're not in the wrong play that you're in the right play so that's that's the whole game actually Coach, a thought on Michigan State and Nebraska's in East Lansing Saturday. Huskers, uh, first time since 2001, have gone unbeaten in October. Five out of their last six, a three-game win streak. Uh, Coach Rule's got buy-in, he's got belief, and he's got a tough challenge uh, with Nebraska at Sparty. Sparty's a talented football team that hasn't played like it. What do you think of this weekend? Well, statistically, Chris, it's almost identical. In, in fact, both teams are uh, have the same average total yards, almost the same pass. Mm-hmm. Um, Nebraska rushes the ball a little better statistically. Uh, points, uh, yards allowed, Nebraska's a little bit better. This me- game means should mean a lot to this Nebraska team. Michigan State's playing for pride, but uh, to me, Nebraska has more on the line uh than sparty does and so i just can't imagine the nebraska team not going in there and and taking care of business they're like 13 point favorites so um you know it's going to be as matt rule as somebody has said it's sort of win ugly but you know winning ugly is better than losing at the last minute so (laughs) everybody will take an ugly win and if there are 12 ugly wins you'll take them and the and then you brag about them. So uh, you know it's it's uh, it, I think Nebraska got too much to uh, uh, play for here, not to have a good performance. Does pressure creep in? They've not been in this situation. I mean, you've got guys that have been here five years, haven't been to a bowl game, coach. So is there? How do you how do you handle the pressure as as coach with a situation and setup you guys have never been in before? Well, and I've been in that a couple of times, and uh, you know, it's it, it's it's how your locker room views you. If your locker room buy, if your players are buying into you, if your locker room buys into you, you as a coach will set the tone for the way it needs to be done, and you do that based on what you know about your team, what you know about the team you're playing, the situation, circumstances, and uh, you've been together now for a long time. You pretty well know each other. And so if that team buys in, because you are showing them as the coach, you're showing them how to go get in a bowl game. Buy in. Listen to me. I know how this is done. So if they're buying in, they'll listen and they'll win the game. And if they're not buying in, they won't listen. And, you know, it'll be a tough game and you might not win. Want to get your take on Dabo, sweetie. Dabo uh, was doing his coach's show, had a phone call from, uh, I think it was Tyler and Spartanburg. It got uh, heated, and, and Dabo responded. What did you think of Dabo, and what do you think of his season this year at 4-4? Four and four? Dabo probably responded the same way Harbaugh would have uh, <laughs> if he'd yeah. been in that situation. And so we all have a little bit of that in us where we just want to go, really? Let, let me tell you what's really going on. Come on. You don't have any clue. Let me tell you what's going on. Tell me what this is about. 
we all have that in us and we all want to do it. And we know that we shouldn't. And so most of the time we're able to uh, refrain from doing it, but Dabo broke and uh, you know, you see he backed off a little bit and you know, it's, that's one of those speeches you put in your sock drawer and um, you read it and then you think, Two days later, you go, oh, I don't really think I should say this. But if you don't have time to put it in your sock drawer and let it stew, then uh, it's, it's going to happen. And in a way, you know, he was really defending, defending his system, defending his players. Um, you know, and you have to have a lot of, I think, you got, you got to give him a lot of credit for standing his stance, doing the way he thinks he should be done in the middle of the portal and NIL. He isn't caving into those things. He, he probably has a little bit of IL now, but he's he, he believed one way and he's trying to make it work. We'll see if it works, but it's easy to criticize him not using the portal or not using NIL because everybody else is doing it. Now, if everybody's robbing banks, does that make it right? Uh, and he's the lone guy not robbing a bank, then who's right and who's wrong? And so I think that's a little bit of what you're seeing with Dabo. A few more minutes, Gary Barnett with us. Reaction to Iowa, Coach, with uh, their new AD uh, making a call on on Brian Ferentz. Yeah, that's a hard one. Uh, you know, there, there better be a great relationship between father and son and wife uh, for that to all take place easily. But uh, I'm sure they're all tired of it. Mm-hmm. You know, they they've had to defend each other for I don't know how many how many years now, and it just shows you what the outcry of fans can do. And is it right or wrong? I, I don't know that you can place a judgment on it. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably the appropriate thing to do at this time more than it's right or it's wrong. Mm-hmm. And uh, for everybody's sake, it's probably the appropriate thing to do. Playoff reaction. You got Ohio State as the top dog, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State. Do you like those four or would you would you trade out a name? No, I don't think so. I think uh, – uh, Ohio State's got the best two victories out there, mm-hmm. um, you know, and they're undefeated. Uh, you know, Washington is, you know, it's, that's just the Pac-12 not getting the respect that maybe it deserves this year, but getting the respect it's garnered over the years uh, is whether you put them in or Florida State. But uh, uh, the last couple of games that Washington's played has been have been tight. And I think that's what played into it. But they're still in the position, I think, to, to work into it. They've got to keep playing hard. Do you see a second Big Ten team getting in over uh, a Pac-12 champion? No, I don't know. I don't think so. I, I don't think you can look at the Pac- at the Big Ten schedule and say it deserves two teams, um, it, even though it may have two teams that are worthy of it. But the schedule and everybody else in the conference – is is at uh, a much lower level than what's going on in the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. So, you, know, I, I, you couldn't say that every year, but I could certainly say it this year. Take a look at the weekend of games. Texas and K-State, Bevo minus four. I'm going with K-State in this game. They're on a roll. They're mm-hmm. playing well. You know, that's a, they're, they're a good football team, and I like Chris Kleinman and this thing. I think that's a reach for me, mm-hmm. but uh, I am going to go with K-State. Are you surprised uh, at – Leipold, I I called that one. I'm going to keep beating my chest on it. I thought Kyu'd win outright. They did. He just has some magic down there. Lance is good stuff. That was a hell of a win over Oklahoma. That was a great win, and I can't believe they're two and a half point underdogs in Iowa State. Uh, but 
Kansas may not be mature enough to go from beating Oklahoma to go in and away on the road and beat an Iowa, an Iowa State game. This team that's got a really good defense and playing pretty well right now. You know, I I think they will. I hope they will win. I'm sort of a Lance Leipold fan myself, mm-hmm. but. Uh, it just depends on how mature this football team is. Ole Miss minus three, A&M comes to town. I'm going Ole Miss. I think they're on a roll. I think they're playing pretty well. Three-point favorites in this game. But, uh, you know, I don't know if A&M's got enough offense. And I like Ole Miss right now. Jackson Dart's playing pretty well. Georgia minus 16 and a half against your Tigers. Yeah, I know. It's uh, it's hard not to go with, uh, with Georgia. But... Uh, you know, I sort of like the points in Missouri. I don't know if they can win it. They got a good play, a couple of good players, and they're playing well. And Georgia has been vulnerable. But you know what? Every good team, when it gets to November, they go they, they crank it up a notch. And I think that's probably what Georgia's going to do. So I think they'll probably win by about that many points. All right. Notre Dame's at Clemson. Tigers at 4-4. Four and four. Irish have been playing great ball. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's that's crazy, and uh, it's only three points. Uh, Clemson's just not good enough right now, and they're in the middle of all this stuff, and it it eats away at your team in the locker room. So I think Notre Dame wins this game. My upset, I guess it's not an upset, but I think Rutgers covers over Ohio State. Ohio State's been great. They've been on a roll. They just got out of Camp Randall. Now they got to go to Piscataway. I think 18 and a half's too much. Yeah, I – think that's probably true i agree with you and it's at rutgers they're bowl eligible and so the, I, I would agree with you i think taking rutgers and points is probably mm-hmm. a smart thing here coach have a great weekend all right thanks for a few minutes all right chris great being with you thank you